All right, everybody, welcome to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. I don't know if I put this on Racer X or not. I don't know. We're going Pulp Mex, anyways. Uh, Saturday MXDN edition qualifying has happened. Three races has happened. Three practices has happened. Uh, I'm Steve Mathis. With me, of course, from On Track Off Road Digital Magazine, the best journalist in the sport, Adam Wheeler. What's up, Adam? How are you? All right, Steve. Good. Thanks for Bit dinner cold. last night. That's okay. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I didn't uh, like the bitter balls. Uh, yeah, I could, you got to try it. When you're in Holland, you got to try it. Something local. Yeah. Um, uh, and also here, uh, in a much better mood, I would imagine, Adam. Team yeah. USA's Jason Thomas. I'm fantastic. <laughs> Upbeat edition. Saturdays have not been well, Adam, for this po- this trio of podcasts. Yes, yeah, a little bit alien territory. I mean, we're looking out the window here in the press room at a road racing circuit, and mm-hmm. we're here. Cathedral you know, of speed. The cathedral of speed. Last time was two thousand nine. I think we were in a different kind of nation. Nations was at a road racing thing. No, yeah. no, 2000, no Donington. Donington, two thousand and eight. No. Oh, oh, French Accorda was, was Italy. Yeah, road racing. Oh, yeah. So JT's happy. We're in a a non motocross kind of place. Yeah, Uh, but this is the first time for you guys seeing the Assen circuit. So what what do you what do you think? Do you think it looks like? What do they do here normally? Well, this is the oldest motorsport. NASCAR, yeah, yeah. NASCAR, (laughs) the IndyCar, Formula E. Okay, this is the oldest motorsport circuit in the world. Really? Yeah, you got to be careful. Don't don't commit. uh, What's the word? Sacrilege? Yeah, uh, heresy. Whatever. I like dirt bikes. I don't like the road stuff, but. But what do you think of it? I mean, the track-wise, I think it's great. Uh, I think with the motocross track, I'm sitting right oh. near the chicane where the infamous pass between the contact between Marquez and Rossi several years ago. So that was really all I cared about was Swanson m- Rainey as well. Marking out, yeah, that was before my time. Marking out that <laughs> area of the track. Uh, did anything else happen today? I didn't watch past that. I was just staring at the chicane the whole time. Um, and there's a Rossi art. There's some Rossi artwork. Out there, the like big forty-six graffiti. off the motorway. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I always wonder yeah, how yeah. his rivals yeah, yeah. felt about that every time. Can we just talk about that? Dancing. Talk about. I mean, I you, you guys can. We're going I don't in, know anything about it, but um, yeah, but surely that's a going kind to of, Thailand next weekend. Can we, let's just do. Let's just do a MotoGP show. Let's just do that. So yeah, but you could talk about that if you had a bad day for Team USA. But I'd say the Americans are looking pretty. They're sitting pretty pretty. Yeah, pretty pretty at the moment. Can we talk about your predictions last night? Uh, yeah. It's only Saturday. I'm very aware of that. Can I Nothing's put it into decided. context that that prediction was made one hour and a half waiting for food? You know, probably <laughs> under the influence <laughs> of severe <laughs> hunger. Yeah. But I did say, you know, and I'll put it out there. What did I say? I said the, I said the Netherlands, Belgium, and Great Britain. You did. So, and I think two of those picks, I mean, the Netherlands, you could have said were going to be in the top three already 12 months ago. Right. But Belgium's strong today. Uh, they're going to be first in the gate tomorrow. Um, and Great Britain, uh, yeah, okay. Just Maybe mistakes, though. Off. The speed wasn't bad. The riding's fine, but yep. you can't crash. You know, Sterry's yep. crashing yeah. and, um, and Watson's crashing. That's You can't overcome that in a 20-minute qualifying race on Saturday. Hold, hold so. on a second. Before we get into that, let's back up a little bit. MotoGP um, again? No, no I'm not, I don't want to back up that far. Um, that sport sucks. But... This track, motocross track, yeah. not the cathedral part. Not a fan. Okay, is it as crappy as maybe I was talking about coming in to this race? Maybe not, but it's not good. Um, it's very hard to pass on. It's not Majora. I mean, I, I'll, it's, I'll give it's you not, that. It's I'll not Matterly. It's not Majora. It's I, not I, I'll name. give you that. I will give it's you that. It's not. I yep, mean, I agree. It, there's a lot. I, I mean, I'm just not. And Adam, you'll speak to this a little bit. Um, the riders I talk to, and including Malin and some other people, Say it's drastically different from the uh, GP layout, yeah. and um, two things. What do you think of the place? 
And would the MXGP track of other years been better? First of all, you're trying to shoehorn, uh, you know, this is a completely unnatural environment for motocross. So the angle is something different, isn't it? It's the structure. It's this mammoth grandstand that we can see in front of us. I don't know how many thousand people it holds, but that's kind of the gimmick of this Grand Prix. Oh, this Grand Prix, I say. I mean, I've had a Grand Prix here since 2015. So that's always been a little bit like the show. And, you know, a rider like Mark DeRuva, you could argue one of the sort of icons of modern day Dutch motocross, came here the first year and said he was ready to slam the place and he was pleasantly surprised just because of the atmosphere that was mm-hmm. generated. I mean, the Dutch are not renowned for their huge vocal, you know, creation of atmosphere. So, you know, and that first edition was, was pretty kind of spectacular. They had a bit of an edge to it. It was okay, you know, yeah. or, or you're not flying through trees like you would at Lirop or, you know, there's no other kind of real history drenched circuits that you also get in, in the Netherlands. But there was, it was just a different thing you know and the fans seem to respond to it so in that respect i think this place works for an event of this size but of course the track can easily be manipulated and it has been changed mm. um i've said before you know i think if red bud last year was made more european right um you know raising my fingers and i think this track has been made more maybe american i mean it's been flattened a lot but that's also to cope with you know the japanese guys who are riding around you know um you know carrying my kind of body weight uh it's, it's there's obviously a vast variation of skill level for yeah. saturdays at least yeah, to sort always, out always is, so yeah. it's not going to be the really bumpy very uh technically demanding circuit that we've seen here for grand prix would it be would it be better though if it was say imola where the dirt's hard and you can make a more common typical racetrack and it's not beach sand does that change anything for you i just i want to it's narrow in some spots holy smokes it doesn't have offer passing options, and it's flat. Yeah. That, so it, to, to well, me, when I listen, track. when I hear you, I hear the elevation is the biggest factor in that. Because everything well, else, you I can just, you can change everything. Yeah, else. But, you can make it wider. But it is what but it, it's narrow. I understand. But I think I don't you think we're, I think we're going to continue. Maybe not next year. Maybe not the year after. But I think I'm fairly confident we're going to see more venues like this moving forward. Because mm-hmm. I I feel that Ustream likes having infrastructure facilities uh bleachers where people can see to me Look, i think yeah. they think that's a win listen i don't have any proof of that listen, that's just my opinion you should know better you've been standing on that hillside of Ernay with me you've been standing yeah. on those hills of and i think we're going to continue to go to those that, but i, but I that, don't think we're going to avoid venues okay, like this moving forward that's motocross the nations that's what it's I about get it. red bud that's get what it. it's about this is the premier motocross i'm only asking if if it's a if it's a foregone certainty that we're going to continue to visit venues like this every few years, there's some room for them. Yep. What are you? What I'm asking? How do you improve them to make them? You maybe don't. not Majora. You don't. You there's don't no improvement. You just of course screw it. But you it don't sucks. hold the premier motocross race at a facility like this. And also, maybe it was weather, atmosphere today. Not very good. Really? No. Did you walk out into the... Yeah. I, did between the, the I did not walk through the Yeah, yeah. It's, it was chaos out there. But I'm on the middle where the riders are and the industry is. And I... I mean, again, weather was crappy. It was rainy. Listen, I, I think so. if this race was at a facility like this all the time, then there's something wrong. There's a big alarm bell going off. But I think there's also room to, to try it. You I'm know? okay. And like Redbud, I mean, yep. we... Okay, we were ankle deep in mud last year. I mean, you kind of think if it was sunny and, and the dry. Year before. Yeah. This is but, the third nation that's wet. Yeah. But it's... Um, 
in a row. But I'm just saying, I think, you know, you want that vintage experience and you're going to get it next year again at Erne, that kind of classic yeah. motocross yeah. trap, like Valley setting, whatever else. Um, you know, Majora is now back as a Grand Prix from next year. They just announced today. So you'd think that's going to be another stop for the motocross and nations so. again soon. I'm so, fine with it. I'm fine with it. Just not motocross and nations. We, we tried it in America, uh, Salt Lake City, Elsinore, which wasn't a, a facility, but kind of a quasi facility of car racing stuff. It never it doesn't work. It doesn't work great. But I'm fine with it. I get it. You're traveling. You're new, new, new things. Just not. At, don't put it in my motocross nations. That's all. <laughs> but you know, like that's my opinion on this race. This should be at these facilities. And I don't want to hear it. I heard it from other industry people. You know, oh, you're not walking around in mud, and you're you got pavement, and you got mud. I don't care. I'm here to watch the motocross races. Yes, it sucks to have muddy shoes. Yes, it sucks to get a rental car stuck. But this is motocross. But the other thing is, know. Steve, also, it's, it's the biggest motocross race in the world, I think, for attendances. So how, yeah, there's not that many tracks where you, you could realistically squeeze 40,000, 50,000 yeah, people Yeah, they're expecting 50,000 is, is the guess. So I, I, mean, I don't think you, it would, would collapse. Sure. Yeah, and I don't think you can judge Saturday off of what Sunday will be. Uh, most people are, if they're camping, great, they're here for the weekend. But there will yeah. be several oh, thousand people okay. that well, just come in for tomorrow. Well, J- JT, mark it now. Next year... When Steve's been in the car for an hour queuing to get into an A, yeah. then he'll be saying, oh, I wish we were back at Aston. Uh, we'll be parked uh, in that well, parking know. lot that's the size will, of the A, the town. Will the queue, quote-unquote, be better tomorrow? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't judge the races on the queues. You know, I don't, I just... It's the experience. That's all. So Listen. It's visitor and, experience. And, and I understand, like, these purpose-built tracks. Charlotte, USGP, another one. I get it, and I accept it, but just not at the motocross nations. But anyways, let's, let's, we're done with that, but... Uh, and I spoke to a rider, a high-profile rider today, who told me the track. He used the word sucks balls. And a high-profile rider. <laughs> bitter balls. No, I didn't say bitter balls. <laughs> but anyway, so that's the guy that I talked to. But um, anyways, let's move on. Um, USA, JT. Yep. Very good. Uh, practice for Anderson, not good. Made a lot of bike changes. Um, worked better. Uh, Justin Cooper has been the best guy all day in MX2. Zacho was okay. He was not, He's not happy, but he was okay. Uh, but USA, very impressive. Good job, third overall. Uh, things are on track. I thought it was a successful day. Uh, I think there's a lot of room for improvement. I think Anderson was decent, but when you look at 15th in free practice and then a distance. 11th in free practice. 15th. Well, he got his well, time, take. time taken no, away. But okay. 11th. Okay, yeah. let's say 12th. He was 12th. With his best time. Okay, so not great, though. But he was five-plus seconds off of the fastest pace, right? That's not normal. He was a second faster than, like, Justin Starling. So clearly he wasn't feeling it. Yeah. The qualifier was better. He moved forward, but didn't have the pace of the, the leaders. Certainly didn't have the pace of Jeffrey Hurling. So I think there's room to improve. I don't think he can go with Jeffrey Hurlings at the front. I think that's unrealistic well, to expect. if you remove Hurlings, because he's out otherworldly yep. right if you remove hurlings does anderson ride better with a not a 31st ping pong paul ping but he, pong he ball? wasn't on does the, he draft he those wasn't guys? on the pace does of the lead he, does he, he get was those not guys? he was not on the pace of the lead. but does he figure it out with bike changes well i think he that's what i'm getting to is he can improve yeah. right so there is room i don't think we were near our peak today and it was a third we we well i'm an american near. i'm an american right. we know all know i'm i'm certainly biased right so uh they can be better than today. Zach, as he said, rode terribly. Like he was really unhappy with his ride. Yep. So yeah, there's there's a chance that things can go their way. We saw today that this race always has unpredictability. Hurlings has the worst score of the Dutch 
no one would have expected that, right? If you're looking for a throwaway on Saturday, you definitely don't think it's coming from Jeffrey Hurlings. But on the flip side of that, was... Jeffrey Hurlings had his worst day, and they still tied for the win, right? So that's yeah. that's a bit scary as well. well. It's well going to be the best ride of the day coming from last to fourth. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, that was on a track that's pretty tough for passing. Sure. And that was the one mentioning the crowd, that they were going pretty bananas over him every time he moved up a place. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, I think, the Adam, the, the Dutch did what we thought, right? Uh, JT mentioned Hurling's score being dropped, and that is pretty amazing. But he was really good. I'll, I'll be honest. I thought he'd be even better, though. That's well, the first my expectations the, for him. I, but that's, <laughs> sorry, I was just in the first half of the race. I, I agree with you. It was. I think you know you got to bear, you got to remember it's a twenty minute heat. Yeah. Um. And my kind of three observations from Team USA today, I was very impressed with Justin Cooper. Um. You know, Jason Anderson. I think you have to look for the fluctuation in the lap times to really get a gauge of how they're handling in the sand. And, and Anderson's lap time has varied between a forty seven to fifty three. So he's looking at six seconds. Um. Again, it's only a qualifier fine race mm-hmm. but then typically a gp guy varying three to four seconds uh so you know how's he gonna sustain that through like 30 plus two tomorrow mm-hmm. that's another factor um my other comment is the mx2 class on paper look very weak uh for this motocross and nations but out there today it's it's it's, it's yeah. not scraping the barrel i mean you got thomas kajira olsen for for denmark yeah, he he's crashed. second in the world yeah, yeah. but calvin yeah. vlander for me took a long time to get going yeah. it was like five laps before you yep. kind of you know a little hurling yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's uh it, it seemed maybe guys are saving something or just checking out the track like mm-hmm. i say it was faster yeah. than it has been for the grand prix yeah and I, I, oh, sorry. I, I think there was a lot of guys, honestly, just kind of saving it. There's no way you could convince me that Koldenhoff wasn't cruising, really, yeah. to put it mildly. Uh, for him to lose two seconds a lap to Strybos and, and Jonas, not normal. You know, that's not been uh, his level at all. So I think he went in knowing they were already on five points. Or seven, you know, seven points, five points. They didn't drop down to five. So I don't think there was any urgency for him. Right. Um, but yeah, you look at Jeffrey. He's going to have the second gate pick now for tomorrow instead of the thirty yeah, or twenty seventh gate so pick. Much right. Better, so there's right. there's a lot of variables that will be removed for tomorrow. How unfair is that start on the outside? Like how yeah. bad is that for yeah. thirty one gate pick? Or and then the Dutch at twenty eight, twenty six, twenty seven. Same thing. Like also the back marker issue is going to be yeah. much lighter yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we kind of sorted the wheat from the chaff. Yeah. You know, so it's uh, you know you're going to have. I'm not sure. You know, um, any nations in the B final that we're a little, well, you know, that we're surprised about? Um, I haven't seen. South Africa was the first cutoff, I believe. Ireland's in the B final. Uh, Slovenia made it. So that's Slovenia good for, did, yeah. Yeah. Good for Geyser. Even Latvia as well. Jonas, yeah. uh, his victory helping them. Uh, Adam uh, Strybos has had a terrible year. He's a veteran. Got a Wilvo Yamaha for this race. And, yeah, factory and, Yamaha, yeah. And was all over Jonas at the end. Very impressive for Kevin. Who, yeah. Who, who does ride well this, at this at this event. Kevin's, uh, I think it was uh, Vilman who posted that cool picture on Twitter when he won in 2001 in Namur. And Kevin's there like yeah. as a 17-year-old representing Belgium. I mean, yeah. the, the time span of that representing his country is really cool. Kevin's not had an easy year. Uh, battled yeah. injury problems, but riding largely a stock Yamaha for that JWR team. It's yeah. from Sweden, a new team. Um, and yet, yeah, speaking to him, he said just the difference of having a factory team and being yeah. looked after he's off and made the start which yep. was crucial here yep and so, so he, he did the business well and that that's a big point because with you now you're going to combine classes and he's not going to have the benefit of being eighth pick and that one of the only real talents on the inside yeah. is going to have yep. these other guys that are crazy good around well, him 
does that affect his I mean, Sunday performance? Don't you feel, uh, you two, both of you agree with me, like this Saturday's designations means nothing. It really doesn't. Mm-hmm. I agree. Hicks, I, yeah. I, I do. I mean, the, I mean, we can get an indicator because your team USA has been in trouble on Saturdays yeah. and it's continued to be trouble on Sundays. So I guess it doesn't mean nothing. But generally speaking, like, yeah, it's, I'm not putting a whole lot of stock in this. Yeah. Right. And, and speaking of that, though, Australia, fourth today with a, with their D team. <laughs> e team. So to me, my biggest takeaway of the day was that I thought the Netherlands had a, a poor day. I really did. When you look at Coldenhoff's recent results, Jeffrey Hurling's nowhere near the front. That's all gate pick related. I understand. Yeah. But I'm saying for them to still tie for the win right. with that kind of day is big trouble for everyone else. Uh, my biggest takeaway, I think, is it's finally bit France. It's finally bit the yeah. French. Paulin yeah. Gauthier was not good today. And what was their gate pick? Uh, they were the... better. It was 18? It was mid-gate, wasn't it? 16? I want to say 16 yeah, I'm guessing. I would be guessing, uh, yeah. Gauthier wasn't good today. Uh, their MX2 guy was not good today. Maxime Renault, yeah. Renault, he was yeah. Uh, just outside top 10. Yeah, I believe he was 10th. Yeah. I think he was 10th yeah. at the end. So, uh, yeah, 10th. And Tixier uh, got Crashed. Zach yeah. uh, late. 7th. Yeah. Did Zach make a mistake? Or I, didn't, no, I missed that pass. He did a 202 the last lap. Okay. And Tixier so, crashed as well. Oh, he did? Yeah. Okay, so the French, Adam, maybe? Yeah, but then we said, you know, I mean... How many times have they sort of pulled out a result? You think in the last five years, there's yeah, been one or two nations where you think after Saturday. Mm, I was know, even thinking about Renault's practice time though too. Yeah, yeah. You know, wasn't good. Yeah. So it's finally caught them. Uh, <laughs> I've really struggled, and, and good for them. Like it's not their fault, but they've. I don't want to say they've entered this event with arrogance because that's probably not fair, but they seem in the past they've felt that they could insert whatever rider that was available and still be able to win and approach the race like we will win and i to me that's very unlikely with the lineups they've had um and i think they've been very fortunate you look at the way that things have gone uh last year the netherlands should have won easily uh, and things have just gone their way good for them that's how these things go that's how the u.s won 13 in a row things go your way but I think this is the year where things finally yeah. catch up. You come in with a subpar team, and you come into a very tough environment, mud and sand. And, yeah, you have a, an MX2 rider who just moved up from EMX. You have Tixier, who's had a tough year. And then Paul Ann is obviously getting long in the tooth. You're asking a lot for those guys to come in and put put themselves on the podium again. I think it's good to have a bit of a reset before an A next year. You know, I mean, you could be – if the French – Say they have a, a disaster tomorrow and finish the bottom depths of the top ten. I mean, something really, you know, completely away from what they've yeah. done the last five years. Yeah. Then they can look at maybe approaching the event in a slightly different way with their team selection, for example. I mean, if you had a Paulan, Febra, Muscan top three going yeah. to an A next year, they're oh. immediately bang favorites again. Yeah. 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 To me, it's crazy when you look at the way the U.S. has struggled to field the optimal team, right? They've, they're begging the best riders to join the team and it's not going well right you're not getting Eli Tomac consistently you're not getting Adam Cincerello this year who's your champion not that our team's not good it obviously is but it's not the absolute first choice team either for France to then say no thank you 
to some of their best global riders that want to ride for the, it's crazy to me it's unbelievable that they and that's where i get the term arrogance is they would push away a rider like muscan or someone of that caliber when the u.s is clamoring for someone of that caliber just to join the team uh it's it's just a crazy dynamic or, or dichotomy of how that goes between you know winning teams and losing um. teams I spoke about Australia being a surprise. Ferris' score was dropped. Dean Ferris, the veteran who's had great MXDNs. And he started second. Yeah, he started second. Yeah. Uh, they took Webster and Reagan Duffy, who's a 17-year-old riding MX3, uh, open. Uh, they took his scores, so good job for that. My new favorite rider, uh, Adam, is Alberto Ferrato. Yeah, from, oh, uh, from, big character. Yes, I, yeah. he is my new favorite guy. I Instagrammed him. I followed him today on Instagram. I told him he's my favorite rider. He's got the mustache. Yeah. He's, he was doing an interview with his helmet pulled down. And like He's just classic. And he, he got fifth in MX2. He looks like a heavyweight he's, fighter. He's a big I mean, gentleman. Yeah. Have he's you ever big, seen uh, Mar- Mario Brothers? Yeah. That's exactly what it looks like to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, he can ride that thing. I mean, you think, what are you doing on a 250? But, yeah. you know, he's yeah. had a really strong European championship year, different services. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's underrated. He's my, he's my favorite rider. He, yeah. he, looks, he looks like a lot of fun. I saw him on uh, video Instagram last night. He had a flag on and he was dancing. Yeah, like a sombrero. Yeah, a sombrero oh, yeah. and, and a flag. And So I really like Alberto Ferrado. But if you look at uh, Latvia, got sixth. Italy got fifth. Australia got fourth. Those are three countries that no one had them going four, five, six. Again, yeah. it's Saturday. Yeah, well, but good job for all those guys. I think, too, if you look at the results, uh, there were, I want to say, five countries tied, and France was the top of that number. But it could have looked really ugly on paper had France been at the bottom of that number. So there's a lot of variance there between a result. You know, obviously we only counted two scores out of you know how many that will be scored tomorrow. What's uh, what would be five five yeah. scores scored tomorrow? So if you're the the French team, maybe you're unconcerned. But it was a, a rough and tumble day, and they have to seriously regroup tonight and come out with a, a stronger approach than they had today. Oh, sure. I think tomorrow it's going to be a you know, it's it's going to be a nations where it's going to be high scoring nations. I mean, I think you know you're going to see riders in the bottom half of the top ten. You know, those seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth positions are going to be key to deciding podium places. Uh, Adam, Great Britain, you touched on it, but that is your home country, of course. We can't touch on Canada this year. I was going to smash this recorder. Uh, Great Britain, though, overall. Watson, uh, the sand guy, the beach racer. He was training hurlings coming back through the pack yeah. in the first moto. Uh, he's Riding been well. practicing starts like you wouldn't believe. Obviously, you know, that's the, the most. I th- that was funny at the part. press conference. Um, Simpson said, well, he doesn't really start on a gate anymore. <laughs> I was just like, here we are at those nations, and the, one of the riders needs gate practice. <laughs> yeah. I know. I mean, the French team showed with Charlie yeah. that you, know, you yeah, can yeah. bring a draft a guy in from a discipline, no, and it sure. works. But. I mean, the sand is uh, the biggest uh, friend. Yeah, we're we're going to bring here. Caleb Russell. America's going to bring Caleb yeah. Russell. Well, but Charlie, he used to yeah. race MX2. That's well, so did yeah. you know, No, but, but anyways, Simpson was good. Last yeah. Simpson up was... to fourth. You know, he was, like again, the last guy, second to last guy in the gate. So I think, you know, he yep. can feel pretty happy and, with fourth place. And Simpson is a guy like Stribos who really had a tough year, a veteran guy who had a yeah. tough year. and. And came a broken today hand and, and, uh, and rode well. He he won the, this first GP here in 2015. Right. On a Yamaha? Uh, no, it was on KTM. KTM. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're happy with the rides from Great Britain? Yeah, yeah. Adam Sterry. I think we disappointed. That he slipped off and lost a lot of positions. Right. I mean, he was around there, top top six, top seven. Right. Um, so that should have been the result that was dropped. But um, pretty crazy that the two guys that we felt most sure about for me, I'll say me personally, I felt the most sure about were. Hurlings and Osborne were both mentally prepared. They both raced here. They feel confident here that Europe is, you know, for Osborne is like a second home. 
and both of their scores are dropped. <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's a pretty big storyline. Um, Japan, fourth worst. Now, look, they're not, usually not a powerhouse, but Especially rough, in the sand. Was rough in, day for the Japanese. I think uh, Narita. I mean, Narita DNF? Well, he, he landed on... The, he, he kind of flagged one issue you have with this place when he landed on the asphalt. I mean, uh, I heard secondhand that, you know, he had a big crash onto the concrete. But, yeah. You know, I mean, again, oh. someone tweeted me and saying, you know, what what are the riders think about, you know, the, the proximity of, you know, the right. hitting the hidden very hard ground right. here, but uh, it's it's something that's just kind of accepted, you know. I mean, uh, Luxembourg only had one guy riding. <laughs> well, and we lost uh, Just Conus this yeah. morning oh, with yeah. a foot injury, yep. so that really hurt. With Wayne, now, was this now, close to qualifying. When did he do that in practice? Fifteen minutes. Oh, yeah, he was injured coming in. Oh no, so he was injured coming in because he never was fast. At any point in the He only start. wrote about 15 minutes yeah. of the first yeah. qualifying free practice. So, bummer bummer for him, for sure. Um, all right, well, JT's in a better mood today. That's been a change from recent Saturday post-podcast. It's about what I expected. MXTM podcast. Can, can anyone see Holland dropping the ball? No. It's, it's got to be done, hasn't it? I mean, Valandrin again, you know, he's going to be... I, I definitely can. I think it's possible. I don't think it's likely. The, you know, the, to I mean, me, I would give it a three percent. Well, the, chance. no, the big difference for me is that Gwen will be fine. I think Jeffrey will be fine, but will Calvin get a poor start against all the four fifties? Does because I, I do believe Justin Cooper will get a good start against the four fifties. Not whole shot probably, but I think top five. If they give him the inside gate, he's on a great bike. He's a great starter. He's a really confident starter. If Vlanderen screws the pooch on the start everything can go sideways because you get stuck behind 450s you crash you can't see everything is is open at that point that's the only way for me i think the other two will be solid no problem they can come from last still get a good result uh but to to say it's impossible i think is crazy not impossible we've definitely seen crazy ass sports upsets over the years but but i I think that's the the most likely cause of chaos is volander getting a poor start and then it's just yeah yeah, it just goes side completely sideways it's gonna it's gonna take a massive I, upset for sure, but but uh, you say that, but then yeah. they didn't even win today. You know that's yeah, yeah. thirty-one game. I'd have to flag twelfth place Spain. Jorge Prado his first ride on a four fifty. Yeah, and we're talking about a kid here who uh, made his Grand Prix debut here in two thousand and sixteen. Um, fought Hurlings. Hurlings was kind of looking at him as if to say, "What the hell are you doing?" As a wild card, mm-hmm. you know, he was riding European Championship at the time. Finished on the podium in his first ever GP. Uh, I think he's either finished on the podium or won this race. He won the race the last two years here. So he, he's good at this track. Yeah. The, this sand, I mean, he's, I mean, Paul Maiden said in the press conference he's one of the best sand riders in the world, and that's no exaggeration. So it was interesting today here, Jerry Misua, who won the MHGB mm-hmm. qualifying moto, say that he was behind him and he was kind of smiling because he was making the same mistakes that he was last year when Jeremy moved up from the yeah. 250s to the 450s. He yeah. said, yeah, Prado was taking 250 lines, yeah, yeah, making yeah. little like right. kind of mistakes, not really you know, using the bike in the right way. Mm-hmm. So uh, Interesting, yeah. yeah. Prado could... Fourth place, Prado was... Prado could win, maybe. Maybe he could win, win, win a moto. I found yeah. it pretty funny. Yeah. Sewer is an incredible rider. Of course, second place in the World Championship. That goes without saying. But he's also very loose. Lots of mistakes. Yeah. Pushes the envelope, which also makes him very fast. But I thought it was funny to hear him comment on how many mistakes Prado was making <laughs> because Sewer is loose, extremely loose. I, I just found it humorous. And he's not, he wasn't wrong, yeah. right? It's just yeah. like for you to be saying someone else is looking a little out of control is, right. yeah. It's, well, um, prediction time. I came in on, my, on our pre podcast. 
and it came in on my column uh, that it would be Netherlands, USA, and Belgium. And after Saturday, I will stick to that. I really think so. And I think, as I said, I believe the USA will be closer to Belgium than third is closer to the USA. Like, that's how I feel. Um, Adam? It's, it's hard to argue with that. Yeah. Really, you know, there's other nations that have the possibility to do one or two really good results, like Tim Geiger, mm-hmm. but we know Slovenia is not going to figure yeah. for the podium. But um, yeah, my heart says, you know, the GB can get some, you know, kind of high average results across the board and maybe sneak into podium contention especially Mm -hmm. if someone does get it wrong but yeah you've got to be looking at the Dutch the Belgians and uh, you know also Team USA I was really USA's third USA I I really I'll have them for third okay but I'm really impressed I think you know it may sound like a lot of uh, twaddle but you know Team USA almost have like you know nonsense they're kind of reconnected a little bit with this event you know they're coming kind of in a very sort of almost humble approach you know like mm-hmm. you know we're coming to a very difficult terrain for us done it in the right way yep. um, the attitude of guys like Justin Cooper just you know everyone yeah. around him has been no, you know, it's, I, it's not like you know he's wearing a Team USA cap he's wearing a Team USA jacket but he's not got the, the chip on the shoulder or the attitude mm-hmm. or he hasn't got the big entourage I've just seen him walking around the paddock by himself you know I really hope they get a great right. result you know yeah. okay JT what's your top three so my Friday column, I had the same pick as you, uh, Netherlands, USA, and Belgium. Uh, I have no reason to change. Uh, Belgium was better than I thought they would be, and mostly that's just Stravos. He was really, really strong today. Uh, the big question is, can he duplicate that? If he doesn't get a whole shot, how, how does his race go if things aren't exactly that smooth? Because when you get a whole shot, you go and he goes with Jonas, and he has no pressure behind him because he had a 15-second gap to Koldenhoff back there and it was really just a one-two race right so can he can he bring the same level that he had today because that's really the first time we've seen it you know other than an eighth or ninth maybe in a, in a moto here or there throughout the season we haven't seen that from him so that's the only question mark I think the rest of it is uh, I think we'll see a lot of what we saw today uh, Anderson I, I don't think he was thrilled with how he rode and then Osborne we know wasn't happy with how he rode um, so yeah it's as you said early in the show, Steve, it's Saturday, right? We yeah. never try to draw too many conclusions from Saturday because they'll wake up tomorrow and everything will be different. And it'll be wet. Yeah, yeah. I look for France to do better. I don't. Um, I look for France. I mean, I'm not saying podium, but they got seventh today. So yeah, I look it for could have been, that could have better. easily been 12. Um, Great Britain will do better. You know, Latvia, Italy, Australia. Even though Italy has uh, Alberto Ferrato, they will slip back a little bit. But <laughs> I, yeah. I think the French are going to be wearing double figures on their number plates really? next year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Which is what? Just fourth. Well, fourth, fourth or that's worse. Just fourth Adam, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Never mind. They will be wearing double figures. Um, all right. Cool. That's uh, that's the Fly Racing Racer X podcast Saturday edition. Uh, we're going to try to get back tomorrow after the race and uh, do a little recap. Also, Adam Wheeler, Jason Thomas. Thanks, boys.